Hello and welcome to Killing It, the crime cast. I'm Lux and this is Sam. Hello. And we're going to talk about murder. Okay, so I'm, um, I'm going to start. Uh, okay, so my guy this week, right, this guy is pretty incredible. Um, he's called uh, Robert Burdella or Burdella. I'm going to choose. It rings a bell. I might have actually heard of him before. Yeah, quite possibly. I'm going to call him Burdella because uh, I think Burdella sounds a little classier. And I feel like he needs to be a little bit classy because he's, he's not a classy dude. He really is not a classy dude. Right. So I kind of I tried to sort of get an idea. He's a serial killer. And I tried to get an idea of what sort of weird love child of other serial killers he would be. So I'm going to tell you three serial killers that I think is sort of together is an amalgamation of Robert Badella. Right. And I want you to try and guess what he did. Right. right? So I'm going to be so embarrassed if I get this wrong. Yeah, no, it's fine. He's a kind of a perfect mixture between uh, Leonard Lake. Right. Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. And BTK. Oh, so he has a sex dungeon in which he tries to make sex zombies close i think that's a little too dark. has little filipino boys kind of okay and what was the last one btk oh and he is a sadistic maniac yes exactly oh i was gonna say and he ties him up yeah well basically robert badella is referred to as the butcher of kansas city oh shit yeah yeah because you know my family's from kansas i'm so gonna text my grandma after this yeah yeah. she probably knew him she (laughs) probably she probably knew him but basically from uh from 1984 to 1988 he uh, tortured and killed at least six boys in his sex dungeon right. for months at a time. When we say boys, are we talking like under 10? We are talking average age of 19. Okay. Is like, is there, was the average age of the boys. That makes it Badella less found. sad. It makes I it less like. horrible. Yeah. Um, so actually the reason he's a lot like um, Leonard Lake is because he was inspired by exactly the same film as Leonard Lake. No. They both saw the film The Collector which yeah, is a yeah, film yeah. In when, uh, which a character... With the M lady, right? Yeah, a character kidnaps a woman named Miranda and keeps her in his dungeon in the hope that she will eventually fall in love with her, with him. And he, he was obsessed with this concept. Badella, like was absolutely obsessed with this concept. So, right, let's go into a bit about this guy's life. He, he was born in Kansas, of course. He uh, grew up, not a lot is known about like his early life, but he graduated high school. Can you tell me what high school he went to? Do you know that? I don't know, I'm afraid. Okay. No, no. I mean... It would be great because he probably went there with your grandma. No, 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 with my dad. Oh, actually, that's that's a real. That's possibility. a possibility. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. I know. Right. So he graduated high school, and he went to Kansas City Art Institute because he wanted to be an artist. Mm. Um, one art performance he did involved decapitating a live duck on stage and quote dancing around with it. <laughs> that's not art. I mean... I'm sorry, that's not art. You're not the one to decide. You know what this reminds me of? Can I go on a, on a yeah, tangent? Yeah, go. Do you remember ages ago, we were having a cigarette and I showed you this article about an artist who just lay down naked and let people touch him and a woman brought oh, her yeah. kid to it and his dick was just out and this kid was touching him just on the arms and stuff but everyone was outraged and saying like, that's not art and I'm sorry, that's not art. I feel like... I feel like the artist community will be more upset than the people horrified that we're talking about murder. (laughs) So I'd back up. Don't want to offend Um, anyone. I think dancing around with a decapitated duck is art, and I'm going to stick by my guns. All right. Uh, So while he was at this art school, he started dealing drugs. Uh, He was arrested twice, once for trying to sell meth to a police officer. 
Did he know he was a police officer? I don't know. Was I, he like in his police was, officer outfit? Literally. <laughs> he just, just walked up. Trying to sell him meth. He's just like, mate, a sale's a sale. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm trying to make some money here. I'm an art student. Right, so he dropped out of art school when he was 20 after spending a couple of weeks in jail. Why did he? Oh, for the meth. For selling meth to a police officer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he bought a house, which as a, as a millennial, I don't understand how someone can drop out of art school and buy a house. We're just too lazy. Yeah, I know, fair enough. He started filling it with antiques and oddities, like strange things like shrunken heads, books on the occult, random things. He bought so many that it literally took over his house and he ended up buying a stall on a flea market and he called it Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. That's amazing. It's a great pun, and right? Please say this house is still up and like a museum that you can wander around and look at Bob's I, bazaars. I don't think his um his house is much of a is a landmark anymore. Okay. I think you know after what happened, it's probably probably. But there's a couple of those here down. in London. Yeah, that's true. Um, he had his stall for at least at least ten years, uh, and he met this is uh, uh, this stall is where he met his first victim when he was thirty five. Okay. So w- this is his first victim that we know about. Um, I'm a little skeptical about whether this is his first victim. I mean, 35 is late to start. It's late. And also his MO is pretty solid by this first known victim. Yeah. And so serial killers obviously escalate and there's no real sign of escalation. He's just immediately a sadist. Also, the fact that he dropped out of art school when he was 20 and in art school, he did the decapitated duck thing. He obviously like enjoyed death and blood and stuff. So yeah. 15 years later was his first murder. I, yeah. don't, I don't think so. I, I completely agree. So uh, the first known victim, though, was a boy who was 19 named Jeffrey Howell. Uh, he was the son of another shop owner in the flea market. Um, and he was allegedly involved in prostitution. Uh, as were quite a few of of Bodella's victims. Um, he picked him up in a car by saying they were going to a dance. That's uh, kind of that's kind of sweet. It's really sweet. Just like, hey, bud, you want to go to a dance with me? Oh, that's hey, bud, you look like you want to dance the night away. Get in the car with this stranger. Um, <laughs> no, so I actually think it is kind of sweet. Like, imagine being a gay guy in Kansas, of all places, at that time, and being like, oh my God, this guy wants to dance with me. We don't know that Jerry Howell was gay. We only know that he was involved in prostitution and that Badella was probably gay. Well, I'm imagining that they're both gay. I'm, I'm lit- I've literally told you it's, a, it's an amalgamation of Dharma, BTK, and Leonard Lake. Well, the murders and haven't started pict- yet. You're picturing it as like a blossoming romance. <laughs> you haven't told me about the murders yet. So, okay. so far, yes. I'll tell you about the murders. This then. is queer baiting, by the way. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Robert would, uh, he, he ten- he, his main MO was picking up boys in his car, mainly prostitutes or troubled youths, and sort of promising them with a, like a meal or a place to stay. Oh, God. Yeah. He would then drug them with very powerful sedatives in their food. And when they were unconscious, he would move them to his basement or a spare room and begin to viciously torture them. Would they become conscious with the They would the become torture? conscious God. with the torture. Now, this, this is going to be pretty hard to hear. This is what he would do. Okay. And this is what he did with pretty much a lot of his victims. He would bind their hands and wrists. He used leashes and dog collars around the necks. He would administer intense electric shocks all over their bodies. With what? A generator of some kind. Something electric. Let's move on. <laughs> He'd pour caustic chemicals like bleach into their eyes, he, which caused intense pain and temporary blindness. 
to only stop. Only temporary. Only temporary. But That's I'm sure. Insane. I mean, I mean, when you're going to be alive for only a week, everything's permanent. Um, yeah, to stop the noise from their screams, he would put gags in their mouth, but he would also inject drain cleaner into their vocal cords. Oh my! What the fuck is this guy doing? Right. It gets weirder. He would also sodomize the victims with his fist. Just use your dick, man. Like, if I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe he's sexually motivated. Just have sex with them. What's with all this bleach and drain cleaner and f- f- fists I think, in the butt? I think perhaps it was not entirely sexually motivated. I mean, you're probably right. Because it's the fist. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's to cause pain. Yeah. Um, he gouged one boy's eye out to, quote, see what would happen. And this is a very pervasive theme with Badella. Well, that happened with Dharma as well a bit, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it almost became like an experiment. Yeah. And that is exactly what Badella did. He kept incredibly detailed journals and photographic journals of everything he did. And he would, it, it, apparently it reads like a scientific journal. Like literally, he's reading it and it's saying things like how different boys reacted to different things, what happened when this happened, exactly what he did at what date, at what time. For an art student, that's very meticulous. That's incredibly meticulous for an art student. Um, he would administer sedatives to keep them compliant and antibiotics to keep infection away to make sure they stayed alive. I was going to say that's kind of sweet, but no. No. In no. What, no, it's not sweet at all. I just really want this to be a gay love story, okay? <laughs> And this you is a this, murder show. Want, I know it's not going to happen. You want this murder between Robert Badella and six helpless boys to be Call Me By My Name. We haven't seen that yet. No, we haven't. We, we need, to. need to see that. Um, he did this to at least six boys over four years. Uh, after he was finished, he would finally suffocate the boys using plastic bags or ligatures. He would then use a chainsaw to cut up the body parts oh and put them in bins. And he was so paranoid that the bin men would find it that every single day the bin men came, he'd wait and stare out of his window just to see if they saw anything and he could run if they did. Um, so this has been going on for a while. Uh, one of the boys actually... Four years, right? Four, so this, he's 39 he, he, at the end of... The at the end of his career, mm. uh, he was 39, yeah. Uh, one boy uh, called Larry Pearson, after being in prison for five weeks... He bit hard on Badella's penis. Yes. Good uh, on him. Which sent Badella to hospital. Nice. He got to hospital and was told if he needed su- he was told he needed surgery. Uh, so he said he had to go home and feed his dog before the surgery. He went home and immediately killed Pearson. What doctor allows Also, surely it was clearly a bite mark, so they'd be like, Why did someone bite your dick? I mean Because that's no, because genuinely that's something that rape victims do all the time. Like yeah. That's like a go-to. It's it's the it's the middle of the eighties, and he's a middle-aged white man in Kansas. Yeah, he can kind of get away with it whatever he wants. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Also, <laughs> also, the fact that he was like, "I'm just gonna go feed my dog." Like, what surgeon would let you do that? Well, I mean, you're allowed to postpone surgery. You could be like, "No, I gotta go, gotta go kill this boy. Give me, give me, give me ten. Well, sure. Could he walk? His dick's just been bitten. I mean, I'm pretty sure if my dick just got bitten, I'd be running. <laughs> Walking Fair. would be the last thing on my mind. I wouldn't stroll out of a scenario where I'd just been bitten on the dick. Um, okay, so back to back to Badella. <laughs> One thing that's actually really interesting is that the father of the first boy, Jerry Howell, who was, as you remember, was uh, a fellow flea market trader, actually suspected Badella had killed his son. 
He, he, he knew that Bodella was the last person his son had been seen with. And I can assume from the nature of his crimes, he was a pretty weird dude. So, I mean, suspicions were aroused. Uh, Bodella was actually put under police surveillance, but not enough evidence was found and it was dropped. Oh, my God. How long did they survey him for? Probably a couple of months, if that. And did he know? Do you reckon that's why he just paused for a bit? Perhaps. It doesn't really say. I mean, I, I you know, four years, six boys, there's statistically, it's more likely that the police saw him at a time where he wasn't torturing and killing people. Yeah. So, this is what, this is, that was sort of essentially Robert Badella, right? But this is what happened to him. So, obviously, he was active for four years. On April 2nd, 1988, Robert's final victim, or would-be victim, Chris Bryson, had been tortured for five days. Uh, Badella had gone to work, leaving him tied up. Now, Bryson managed to get hold of some matches and burned through the ropes that were tying his hands together. Wow, smart boy. He escaped out of a second-story window, completely naked except for a dog collar. A neighbor found the boy like crouched on his porch. <gasps> yes, I have heard this. So, mm. yeah, this is the bit that's ringing a bell with the badella and this. Yeah. this and he, bit. Called, he called 911. Mm-hmm. And Bryson told stories about what happened. And the police eventually ended up searching Badella's house. Finally. Uh, yeah, I know. And what they found was a, a torture dungeon, two human skulls, these intense intensely scientific journals detailing everything he did, as well as a, a huge cache of photographs to accompany these notes. So basically, the police had the evidence they needed. So pictures of... Pictures of everything that happened. Gosh. Was he in them? I, I don't, I don't, I'm unsure. I mean, the fact that it was human skulls, I'm sure he must have been in some. It was in his house. Uh, like basically, he pled guilty. Oh no, no! I'm like obviously. Yeah. Obviously, they're his. I'm just wondering if he's in them because yeah. you know some people like to. Yeah. Pretty much take selfies with the bodies, Ugh. so that's. Yeah. BTK did that. Jerry Brudos did that. Yeah. Um. So he was arrested and he pled guilty and confessed to avoid the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And on December nineteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. So what's that? Nine, ten months after Chris escaped. Uh, he was sentenced to life in prison, but he died of a heart attack after only serving four years. My person only did four years. Whoa, weird. What an excellent segue into your story. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. I ruined it by saying it was an excellent segue. So that was Robert Badella. He is also known as the Butcher of Kansas City. I love that. The Butcher of Anything just sounds awesome. Well, that's a bit played out now, I think. Calling no. someone the butcher of something. I still love it. You still love it? I still love it. Okay, fair enough. Right. Now it is your turn yes, to tell me about is. your person. So, <clears throat> my person is Lady Elizabeth Bathory. She's a lady. She's a lady. Um, oh man, she's so fucked up. I'm so excited to tell you about her. So she was known as the Blood Countess or the female vampire killer. That's very cool. I know. Um, her crimes weren't cool, but they're cool to think about. I just... I just don't want to take pleasure in the victims, you know? Yeah, but we're not blaming the victims or laughing at the victims. It's just, it's kind of cool. Female vampire killer. Sorry, female cool. vampire killer. That's a cool name. Yeah. So she was born in 1560 and she died in 1614. Um, wow, so, so she lived, so what, 54? Uh, don't ask me about maths, but yeah. 
Was Maybe. it 64? What were the dates? Because I don't want to be embarrassed now. 1560 to 1614. Yeah, okay, yeah. So 54. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's quite a good age for a serial killer. So she, so she was... Was she a serial killer? Yes. Okay, awesome. So she was in prison when she was 50 then. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so she was the product of the uh, intermarriage of two different Hungarian noble families. So this was in Hungary. She was a noblewoman, hence Lady Bathory. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. So a little bit of her family history, because not only was she fucked up, but this is the family she was born into. Are you ready? I'm ready. So she had an uncle who was rumoured to be addicted to satanic worship and rituals. <laughs> yep. Addicted? I know. I know. I read that and I was like, what? What do you mean addicted? Like, oh, got to get my fix. Got to get my fix up Satan worship. I don't know. Um, her aunt Clara was a well-known bisexual, um, which is which is cute. I love on, that. Was she, did, was she well-known as a bisexual or was she a well-known bisexual? Both. Awesome. Because she was a noblewoman who everyone knew was bi, which is, okay, yeah, which is both, great. Like, fair. nice. I mean, it's the 1500s and this everyone's just letting her be. Except she enjoyed torturing her servants. Okay. So, I mean, ah. um, <laughs> And Elizabeth's brother, it was called Stefan, and he was a drunkard and a lecher. So I actually had to Google what lecher was because I always thought, like, say, oh, he, he, he's such a lech. He's like someone who's, like, leching around, being a perv at clubs or whatever. Mm. So I Googled it because I was like, that's definitely not what it means. It means one living a life of debauchery, especially one given to sexual indulgence, uh, indulgence and it literally means liquor that's the translation uh, of lecture uh, <laughs> i know someone who licks things yeah so that is uh. so he was just a sexual man and that's what she was born into um so before i go into this she was the guinness world record she got for the most prolific female murderer the highest nice. number of bodies or like victims was 650 650 yeah um but i mean that's that wasn't verified but that was the highest one that was testified so she fucked up yeah wow so let's get into this yeah please go (laughs) so um at age 11 she got engaged to excuse my pronunciation of a lot of these things it's hungarian words um ferenc nadasti yeah, it sounds perfect. Maybe. I'm sure um, Hungary applauds you. <laughs> so she was engaged to him at 11. So obviously she didn't choose him. She just was a noble woman, getting married off to another noble person, whatever. But he's kind of badass too. He was known as the black hero of Hungary because he was a knight. Obviously when they were older than 11. Mm-hmm. This is when he got the name. Yeah. Um. So, you know, pretty cool match. She's a fucking blood countess and he's a black hero of hungary so um but before her marriage when she was 13 so she got married at 13 which is is gross um but before her marriage she gave birth to a child who was said to be fathered by a peasant boy so basically before she was 13 she had sex and got pregnant and had a baby oh that's unpleasant yep um so apparently this baby was um given away because of peasant boy and she wasn't married and it was a bastard and all of that um (laughs) so she didn't want to keep the baby of a peasant boy well that's fair i I haven't kept any of my peasant boys (laughs) so their relationship 
pretty weird. I can't tell whether she actually liked him or not. But based on this little tidbit, I think she probably did. Right. Because he encouraged, she started torturing servants, right? Okay. Just like her Aunt Clara, the bi- the bisexual. The well-known bisexual. Yes. Um, And he encouraged it and started teaching her some tricks he'd learned during war. Remember, he's the black hero of Hungary. So yeah. he's been... He's been doing some some war stuff. And he comes back and he's like, oh, hey, babe, love what you're doing. Let me teach you to do it better. Here's some tips. Right. Oh, my God. Um, so, But he was actually away a lot. So when he wasn't around teaching Elizabeth how to torture her servants correctly, he was off. Um, he went and studied in v- Vienna for a bit. And then he became the chief commander of Hungarian troops, leading them to war against the Ottomans. Um, and this war was actually called the Long War. Um, and was 13 years long. So he was he, he was pretty much not around for, for a, a lot of the time. Nevertheless, she managed to have like six kids, something like that. So I'm thinking, did he just come back and have a little little long weekend at home halfway through the war? Or Because uh, um, three of the kids were born during the war. So uh, are they even his? I mean... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how conjugal visits work for royals in war in the f- 16th century. I'd love it if you had done more research into this and actually found out the logistics of I was going fucking to of Hungarian royalty but it's kind in of the 1600s. Kind of boring though. Didn't really want to dig for that. Didn't really want to dig for that? No. Um so yeah, she had a bunch of kids. Um one of them died at age seven, but the rest of them survived, which I think is pretty good. It's not bad. Like one out of six dying. Well, I would have appreciated if you researched more about the mortality rates of Hungarian royal children oh God, in the 16th stop. century. <laughs> um, so then, here we go again. Ferenc, he died at, in um, 1604 at the age of 48. So they're living, they're living okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he entrusted his heirs and widow to Guy Gorgi. Thurzo. <laughs> Guy Gorgi Thurzo. Guy Gorgi Thurzo. <laughs> yeah. Is he, is he a West Country farmer? Guy Gorgi Thurzo. Right? Okay. Um. <laughs> right, I'm Thurzo. Hungarian royalty, I am. <laughs> Not royalty, just a nobleman. Hungarian nobleman. <laughs> I guess my brain's confused. Um, so he entrusted his heirs and widow, which I don't know what that means. Just being like, have my kids and wife. Yep. Does, is, yes. Does he get to fuck her? Yes. Sweet. Um, which is ironic because he ended up being the head of the investigation against Elizabeth when they found out about the fucked up shit she was doing. Cool. So between 1610 and 1611, testimony was collected from over 300 witnesses. Mm-hmm. And this is what they said. So Elizabeth started gathering girls um, between the ages of 10 and 14 who were peasants. And she'd say, hey, you're poor as heck. Come and work in my castle. You can be my maid. You'll get some money mm-hmm. and be fed and have a sh- roof over your head. All of that. And so obviously these girls said yes. They moved into the castle and she started torturing them with her husband Ooh. tips. The tips that her husband gave her. Obviously her aunt tortured servants. Apparently whenever she went to go visit other aristocrats... She'd secure herself a little room so that she could torture her peasants without the aristocrats being offended by the noise and mess she'd be oh. creating. 
So it was known that she would do this. It was known that she would torture her servants. The dangers of like intense richness when the worst thing is like, God, she's torturing all this, all, all these peasants in the other room and the noise is unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your complaint. So okay. she didn't want to offend them. Yeah. So would... Sec- and they just went with it. They were just like, oh, yeah, have this room. I'm amazed the peasants didn't stop knowing that they were offending the other royals. <laughs> just stop like, Gosh, screaming. No, stop. We need, guys, seriously, cool it. We need to stop screaming. They don't like it. <laughs> so um, after this, she moved on to Daughters of the Lesser Gentry. So basically noble people who were less noble than she. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'd say, I'll teach you the etiquette of a lady. I am a lady. You are a lady. I'll teach you how to be ladies. And she d- she said she'd teach them. And so they, they would go, okay, sweet, send their daughters away. And then they'd never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. And when, this is just such a lame excuse. When they asked what happened to their daughters, she said that there was a murder-suicide thing that happened with all the daughters of the lesser gentry. So she said that, like, one of them went nuts, murdered all the others, and then killed herself. Oh, right, okay. Or, or like, a few of them went nuts, went went crazy, killed all the others, then killed themselves. Okay. And so the lesser gentry started being like, nah, I don't think that happened. I mean, I can see where their descent comes from. It's just a bullshit excuse. And the priest at the um, local Protestant church started getting really wary as well, because she, she tried... I don't want to say this is like, this makes her good, but it's like the one good thing that she did. Okay. She tried to give them a proper Christian burial. Okay. So after she torched them and killed them, she would try and bring them to the Protestant church and get the pastor to do whatever. I don't even know what Christian burials, what, what that means. Uh, basically, they put you in the ground, cover you in dirt and go, amen. It just means a priest is there, basically, right? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know either. Something about being in a church ground. I don't know. But eventually, there were so many girls, dead girls, arriving to him without explanations of their cause of death that he just started refusing her and saying, no, this is crazy. There's just too many girls. I don't... I think there's something messed up going on here. So everyone knew this was happening, right? All the aristocrats that she visited... You know, the lesser gentry who sent their daughters away and didn't realize, didn't believe her excuse. The priest knew it. Um, and she had servants helping her as well. So she had, let me find their names. Yeah, this is great. She had one called Fitzko, which means lad in Hungarian. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> lads. Torture, torture. Um, Helena Joe, who was a wet nurse. Dorothea Sentes, who was also called Dorka, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got lad and Dorka. Nice. Yep. Um, and Katerina Benexky, who was previously a washerwoman before becoming okay. a servant for Elizabeth. And between 1604 and 1610, she supposedly had a lesbian relationship with a woman named Anna Darvulia, who also taught her torturing techniques. So this is her third potential torturing uh, partner. I have teacher. met a lot of people in my life and not once have any of them gone... Hey, do you need tips on torturing people? Right, it's Never. weird. No one's ever done that. Well, it's even when I ask. <laughs> it's probably because they just knew she was doing it anyway, yeah, and they were into it as well. So they just went, "Let me teach you about this cool." Yeah, thing. you know. Ugh. Anyway, quite possibly. So yeah, she had quite a few people helping her out, and what they would do 
is you know they'd go into the cities and and get all these peasant girls for her and whatever but the thing is the lesser when the lesser gentry stopped sending her noble girls they started going and getting peasants and dressing them up like noble girls and just bringing them to elizabeth and going look it's a lady and she'd go great job guys and just believe them you've done it again yep so i wanted to take a little guess as to why she moved from peasants to daughters of nobility i have a weird like my my immediate sort of logical assumption would be that she was using these girls to somehow get their money and it nope. was funding her torture. Nope. She had so much money. They have she had multiple softer castles. skin. Closer. They have longer hair. No. Their eyes aren't stained with soot. <laughs> I'll just tell you, shall I? Please do. So before I tell you, we got this little story, which I don't think is true. There's okay. not a lot of evidence for it, but I love it. I love <clears throat> it. So one day, a maid was brushing Elizabeth's hair because a noble woman can't brush her own hair, obviously. Mm, their arms are made of toothpicks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this Famously. Maid, this maid accidentally pulled her hair whilst brushing it. And Elizabeth turned around and punched her in the face, essentially. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's just, such an overreaction. It's a, such an immediate... I just picture it as happening immediately. Yeah. Like, just a slight tug. Wham! Like, immediately. <laughs> And the legend goes that she got some of this girl's blood on her hand. And when she wiped the blood off, she went, ooh, and looked at her hand and thought her skin looked rejuvenated and more youthful. No way is this, uh, I'm going to bathe in the blood of young girls to stay young. Fuck yeah, it is. Oh my God, that's so awesome. She's the OG. Oh, no way. So she, So she looked at her hand and went, it looks rejuvenated. It looks youthful. Maybe I've discovered a cosmetic secret, right? Maybe blood of young girls is how I keep myself looking young and fresh. Oh. Yeah, this is where all those legends come from. So how hard did she punch the servant? I know, right? For pulling her hair accidentally. To get enough blood to have a noticeable reaction on her hand. Oh, she definitely was a bit nutso and there wasn't a, a reaction on her hand and she okay, just thought yeah, there she, was. She's clearly insane. Yes. Um... So anyway, what she did was she got her other servants to take this servant who she'd punched and drain her blood into a bathtub for her. Which she then bathed in. Again, this is myth, but I would like to think it's true because it's so fucking weird. I love that, like, on the face of it, that sounds really dark. But when you think about it, there's not enough blood in a human person to fill up a bathtub. So she was basically like a salmon flopping around in a pool. (laughs) It's still just sort of flopping around, like. (laughs) <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get coated in all the blood. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, after that, she bathed in blood daily for 10 years. So I'm assuming until her capture. Oh, So one girl what? every single day for 10 years. Oh, my God. This is how many girls she had murdered. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. So 10 years. I, so I think the 650 estimate that I've mentioned at the beginning from one of the witness testimonies, I think that's an un... I, I don't think that's enough. This is a question probably no one is qualified to answer. Is young girl's blood multiple use? As in, can you bathe in it twice? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, does she keep the blood? At what point does its rejuvenation powers stop? 
Do you remember, um, did you ever watch American Horror Story? No. There was one character who was modelled after Lady Bathory and she basically collected the blood in like a pot and then would smear it on her face. So maybe she did that daily. So like one girl's blood would last her a month, maybe. Maybe. So maybe bathed is an exaggeration. Still impressive. It's still impressive. Um, Still a lot of girls. So I think this one got off lightly because she just got punched and then killed and her blood was drained. But actually what happened to all the others was she'd torture them all night on the night that they were abducted and then come dawn, she'd murder them. Um, And people said that the room in which she would kill these girls would be so, there would be such blood puddles that they'd have to put stuff down on the floor. Like, you know, when you someone vomits and you put down wood chippings or something oh, to soak yeah. it all up, they had to do that because there was just too much blood. Oh. And one person said that you could get a pail and scoop the blood up off the floor. Oh. So like a little bucket and scoop it up. There was oh, that much what? blood. Yeah, really gross. So do you want to hear what the torture entailed? Obviously, yes. Beatings, burning or mutilation of hands, biting the flesh off faces, arms and other body parts, freezing or starving to death, use of needles. That was ambiguous. How did she use the needles? Poked them. Move on. Um, Scalded with hot tongs and then placed in freezing cold water. Covered it in honey and ants. That's that's a Beano punishment. That's like a like a Saturday morning cartoon. No, punishment. tribes used to do that. They bury people uh, and then leave their head sticking out and cover their head in honey and ants. Yeah, the ants would just eat you. It's such a ridiculous thing. Did she next? Did she build a giant catapult and fire herself at the girls? <laughs> okay, well, it's it must have been painful, regardless of how humorous it seems on paper. Yeah, of course. Um, she also burned their genitals. Standard. Pa- apparently, when they raided her house, they found some just burnt vaginas, Ed Gein style, just yeah, hanging all right, around. All right, Gein. Yeah. Um, and there was also suspected cannibalism, but I couldn't find any sources for that, and it wasn't mentioned anywhere else. So, but she probably did. I mean, if she's biting their faces and stuff, she probably swallowed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're bathing in it, like I've I've got it's bath, get in I've, your I've, I've accidentally swallowed bath. <laughs> it's gonna water get before. in your mouth, yeah. Um, so this is a really fucked up story. Before we get into the investigation, I just wanna wanna tell you this uh, one story. This is how much she loved it. At one point, she was bedridden. She was really ill. She couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't move. So she made Dorka. (laughs) (laughs) Dorka! (laughs) She, like, hobbles out. I imagine her as, like, a... a Like an Igor-type character. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not funny, though. No, of course not. Because Dorka brought her a girl right up to the bedside because Elizabeth couldn't move. And what she did was she bit the girl on the cheek. She then bit a flesh off of the girl's... Bit a flesh off of the shoulders. So just a hunk of flesh missing. And she then bit her tits. So I'm pretty sure this was sexually motivated. Lesbian lover. Also, apparently, a lot of the girls she picked to be tortured out of all of her servants, they tended to be the ones with bigger tits. So there was an element of sexual sadism. I have a newfound respect for this woman. I mean, if you're going to kill someone... And bathe in their blood. Actually, that could have been purely economical. Thinking there's more blood more in the tits. More blood because there's more boob. Nah, she definitely just liked the liked looking at them. Fair enough. Like you beat them, you beat the girl, and then her tits swing like a pendulum. <laughs> she probably loved it. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> so you know how I told you. So so that's that's all my anecdotes for how gross mm-hmm. and horrible these murders were. Very. But you know how I told you that the local Protestant pastor stopped doing the burials for her? Yeah. 
she started just getting her servants to throw these bodies around willy-nilly, just in fields and wherever. And that started a bunch of vampire myths. Oh, okay. So not only is she the OG lady who bathes in blood to keep her youth, but she's also one of the reasons there are vampire myths in Hungary. So I, I get, that's amazing. So there are these 16th century villagers finding people like young girls with, with their no blood, blood. With no blood. Yep. Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's why she's called Lady Vampire Killer yeah. in some cases. And then the blood countess because she bathed in the blood. I mean, yeah. So Lady Bathory is causing all sorts of rumours to happen. And it's it's pretty cool. Like I already said, American Horror Story, they've got that going on. You've, you'd already heard of the bathing in blood thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a rumour everyone's heard about. Yeah. And everyone's, everyone knows about vampires. So that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, um, we all know they're real. <laughs> Wake up, people. Anyway, so like I said, um, between 1610 and 1611, there were about 300 witness testimonies um, taken in because the government finally went, you know how everyone knows that Elizabeth tortures these girls and you know how there are loads of dead bodies coming out of the castle and you know how she's definitely murdering them and bathing in their blood? Maybe we should look into this. Shouldn't have taken that long to connect those dots. Yep. Um, but the thing is, is she was an aristocrat, so people just sort of wanted to not oh, notice it. They that just, makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so you know, the the um, noble women, noble people who were sending their daughters to her would be like, I know you murdered my daughter, but you're higher up than I am, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. The peasants even more so. So obviously it took, everyone just sort of knew it was happening, but couldn't really say anything, because she's got all these castles and servants and she had these she had Dorker doing her bidding like you can't fight with you can't fight Dorker Dorker. so eventually this happened and Thurzo the guy who was entrusted by her dead husband Mm -hmm. um he was in charge of the investigation and he apparently caught her in the act of torturing and murdering someone on the 30th of December 1610 um, so he arrested her and her four servants slash accomplices. So I assume Dorka was in that mix. Um, and when he found her in the act, he found one dead girl, one dying girl, one wounded girl, and some girls that were just locked up. That's like a weird Goldilocks type, <laughs> what's the perfect level of dead girl? Yeah. Just locked up, a little bit dead, in the process of dying, or completely dead. <laughs> nah, this one's wriggling too much. This one's not wriggling enough. <laughs> This one's wriggling just right. Just the right amount to just get the blood flowing. So, obviously, she was an aristocrat, which is why it took so long to get this Mm, investigation underway. But also, it meant that they didn't really want to put her to trial because it would be too embarrassing for all the other noble people in the country. Wow. So, Thurzo actually talked to Elizabeth's son, Paul, and two of her sons-in-law and sort of said, what are we going to do with this? Because she's Hungarian nobility. We can't just... Ex- publicly execute her that would be so embarrassing on everyone what yeah. if the peasants started revolting and we didn't get to keep our lovely castles blah 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 rich people being dicks um so the king actually wanted her to go to trial and thurzo's the one who convinced him and said no it will be too embarrassing for us all so they planned for her to be sent off to a nunnery and just live her days out there but then they sort of thought you know what's at nunneries Young girls. Young girls are at nunneries. Yeah. 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 Little girls, just chock full of blood. And, you know, not a lot of surveillance either. So it's just a bunch of nuns living together with no sort of authority figure watching over them. So they said, you know what? Let's just keep you in your castle. 
you can just live in your home and we'll give you a guard and that'll be that. So she got put under house arrest for murdering allegedly 650 girls. So that was her punishment. She was under house arrest um, and there, you know, you know how I said that it was 650 victims. That can be verified. So the official number rests at 80. 80, right. Which I don't know where they got that from because two ex-servants reported six, 36 to 37 victims. Two others estimated 50 or more. And then loads of people said between 100 and 200 and one person said 650. So where did they get 80 from? Well, maybe it was things like they could actually verify that this person was there. You know, whereas, and then was never seen again. A sort of, oh, between 100 and 200 was like, oh, it's some vacuous number. Whereas they could be like, okay, this girl, there are 80 girls whom we know their stories, we know they went there, and right. like a couple of their bodies were found and things like that. Maybe it could be that. Because if we're just going on the estimates, there's no way to decide what I guess, it could yeah. Be. But I mean, the investigation just doesn't seem to be that thorough. It doesn't sound thorough at all. They it sounds, the investigation, I'm doing very visual air quotes here, investigation sounds a lot like her husband finding her doing it and going, no, 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 not, citizen's arrest. Not her husband, remember, he taught her how to torture. It was the guy that her husband died and entrusted his wife and heirs to. Yeah, but like new husband. Uh, is that how it works? I don't, I, I don't think any of this is normal. Let's call him Thurzo. Thurzo. Thurzo found her. Thurzo. 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 Um, so yeah. I got you now, you cheeky little vampire. Yep. So she was put in solitary confinement in her castle. Apparently she was kept in one windowless room. But I also read somewhere else that she got several rooms. But the way she died, I think, is pretty funny. Okay, yeah, please. She, so she spent four years in this prison, right? Mm-hmm. Basically just living in her own house. Um, and the night before she was found dead, she goes to her guard. She's like, mate. I don't feel great. I can't feel my hands. They're really cold. And he just goes, have a lie down, love. You'll feel better in the morning. <laughs> and then they just find but, her dead. But in Hungarian, of course. Obviously. He was just like, oh, I love, have a lie down. It's got <laughs> the only cockney in Hungary. <laughs> but how how funny is that? That he, he just said like, lie down, you'll feel better in the morning. And then in the morning they go in and she's dead. I mean, I feel like it's it's one of those things where we we expect someone to be like, oh, my hands are a bit cold. And that's like the end of it. We always joke about things being like, oh, yeah, my hands are a bit cold. And then she died. It seems a bit sudden, especially since the guard is probably not a doctor. No, it was definitely like symptomatic of something else. Okay. Also, do you remember? So I went on holiday this summer and one of my pinky fingers was numb for the whole trip, which was like oh, a month. Yeah. And I was freaking the fuck out and Googling it. There's a lot of stuff that can be said from your hands just tingling. Um... One of my friends had numb hands and numb feet. And remember, he got put in hospital and he was in a coma for a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, it was 1600s. They probably didn't know about these things back then. It's but probably, I'm just it's saying. Living in castles with slits for windows, it's probably a lot more normal to have cold hands. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just in general. I can see why they didn't suspect anything. Yeah. But knowing what we know now, she was probably just super ill and that was the first sign. I mean, I know exactly why she died. Why? Not enough girl blood. <laughs> I think she had plenty of girl blood. Yeah, but so she was in, she was in remission. Oh yeah, four years. Yeah, that's the four years point. clean and sober. She mm. had a little chip with a picture of a girl with an X through it. It was a red chip, of course. All right. So she, um, so she died, and she she died in August, 
and she was buried in November. Now, this is the 1600s. That's going to be stinky. That's going to smell real bad. It's got a real stank on it. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. Again, not a lot of explanations for some of these weird things. Like the kids and stuff. I think maybe, if I'm going to make an educated guess, Mm. it's because she's a noble woman. And still, because they avoided trial, this was probably still very secretive. So to it, what they used to do, I'm sure, is like um, they used to embalm the bodies and preserve the bodies for display for like a big flashy funeral. Oh, God. So perhaps to keep up appearances, they preserved her body and then buried it later that year. Maybe. Um, but what happened was she was buried in, in the November in the churchyard of the local church, basically. But all the villagers were like, hell no, she's been murdering our daughters for years. Let's maybe not have her. In oh, what? Well, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it was common knowledge. Okay. It, oh, no, it was common knowledge. The, the, they just didn't want a trial. Okay. It I was understand. common knowledge within the village and within the other aristocrats mm-hmm. that were there. They just didn't want a trial because then it would be nationwide, everyone would know mm-hmm. about it, not just the noble people and the yeah. villagers in her village. So her final resting place is actually unknown because of this, because people just kicked up a fuss. Um, that is Elizabeth Bathory. That is an incredible story. And there is a twist at the end. She was actually a vampire. Well, there's actually a conspiracy theory that none of this actually happened because it's such a ludicrous story. Um, author Laszlo Nagy argued that, sh- that Elizabeth Bathory was targeted due to her noble status and wealth. And um, at the time, Hungarian politics was rocky and there were religious conflicts going on. Um, and perhaps it's something to do with, oh, she's, you know shaming her and being like oh she's so vain she bathed in blood blah 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 yeah that does sound like a sort of like a saying come to life yeah but she definitely did some murders i mean 300 witness testimonies she did some murders whether or not she bathed in blood eh. but it's definitely not conspiracy like this naggy lady is saying it's definitely not some sort of political scheme to get the noble people to be hated yeah i feel like there are easier ways to hate people in power than yeah. to like create a rumor it's, that they're a vampire. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're steal they're stealing all our money. Yeah. You know, they get to live in a castle and I live in a shed. There there are other reasons to hate nobility than they bathe in my daughter's blood. And there's you know? loads of angry people in sheds <laughs> just sitting there just seething. And the just very- seething and scything. Scything. Yep. The very it's last they, thing I want to say. That's where they keep the scythes. Um, The whole thing was so disgraceful for Hungarian nobility that they kept it on the down low. So, again, nationwide, it wasn't well known until it came out in the 1720s. So, like, 100 years later, and a Jesuit scholar uncovered the transcripts of the investigation. Can you imagine being this scholar and just undoing this scroll, unrolling it, and just being like, what the fuck? You found burnt vaginas in a castle? That does perhaps give more credence to the theory that it's a conspiracy, given the fact that the only reason they know about it is like a discovered manuscript in air quotes when it could very easily be like a story. True. Also, as we said earlier, the investigation sounds a lot like he just caught her. So like, was it just a scroll with like a hundred pages and on like the 30th page, you just said, gotcha, bitch. No, it, w- it would have been a scroll with all the witness. It was, I mean, 300 witness testimonies. So uh, the, investigation taken over was, a year. the investigation was, I caught you and all these witness testimonies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but again, no trial. It was just, yeah. they decided to lock her up. So yeah, that, because it was so long ago, there's just so many bits and pieces that are missing. Yeah, of course. But 
I love it. I think it's highly entertaining. I think it's a great story. I yeah. mean, it, even if it's not, even if it's not true, though she was like bathing in blood. She, I mean, you're you're right to s- assume that she almost definitely did kill some some gals. Yeah, and she probably tortured them as well. Yeah, for sure. Especially with her family history. I mean, they all loved torturing servants. Mm. Both of ours involved serious torture. Both of us had serious torture. Both of them had doing it to, to the young'uns. The young'uns. Both of them were sexually motivated, presumably. Pata- uh, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a leap, but I'll understand but, what you're saying. But we don't know that Elizabeth was sexually motivated, but she focused on tits. We don't know that your guy, I forgot his name. Uh, Badella. Badella was Robert sexually Badella. motivated, but he did fist some boys. So there's some sexual stuff going on. And both were imprisoned for four years before their death. Yeah, that was a weird one. That was weird. I think we did a pretty good job for our first episode. Yeah, high five. So that was Killing It, the Crimecast. Very first episode. Um, Let us know what you think on Instagram, Killing It Crimecast. And Killing It Crime on Twitter. Get in touch. See you next time. Bye.